Welcome to the Advanced Team Podcast, where we discuss all things life insurance sales, from attitude, leadership, sales training, motivation, and insights from today's top producers. All this to help you become a difference maker in your world of life insurance sales. Let's go. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to your Wednesday morning. Welcome to Improving Your Game. My name is Ben McCain. I am the guy with all the questions, and we are wrapping up a series today. We have been talking about teamwork makes the dream work. This is part three, and I'm very excited to discuss uh, some content with you today that uh, I've been putting together with uh, none other than Mr. Jeremy Bowles. Jeremy is sitting across from me, sipping his coffee, wearing his Hawaiian shirt. He's the high-flying, electrifying... Hawaiian. Have you ever been introduced that way, Jeremy? Not, not before now. <laughs> let's let's hope it's the last time. <laughs> I think it suits you personally. How are you doing this morning? Doing fine. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, let's launch right into it. We've been discussing teamwork the last tup, uh, couple weeks. Tuple or two? Couple. Tuple. 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 Thank you. Yes. Um, the last. <laughs> couple of weeks uh, and we've been discussing just how your your actions your decisions your successes your failures your momentum all of that as an individual agent uh, can have a ripple effect on the entire team and then we've also talked about how leaning into our organization uh, buying into uh, a movement that is greater than ourselves uh, what the value of that is. So any thoughts on those topics uh, before we dive into today's segment? Uh, not really. I, I think it's, uh, it's it's been good, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to going through some of these, these issues today. So, Well, perfect. Uh, what better vote of confidence could I have knowing that you just have no comments on, on the previous episodes? Uh, you know, I, I think <laughs> may, maybe it's because they stand alone. There you go. They don't need my comment. <laughs> well, uh, kudos to uh, everyone else who contributed to this series. It's been a good one. Um, we're talking specifically, Jeremy, about core values today. And during our summit conference back in September, almost exactly a month ago, um, you actually led a session on core values. And uh, just to get us introduced here, what was the purpose of that session? Uh, what did it accomplish? And, and did you learn anything in that session about our, our team? Yeah, so when we uh, when I was designing the the session and the content of it, you know, I was given the the task of saying, well, let's make sure everybody knows the core values. And I thought, well, that's that's good and that's that's valuable. However, it can also be very important to know our individual contribution to the core values. Um, not just look at it as something that the team, meaning the executives or the the leadership or even you know individual people's uh, managers or whatever that they're adhering to them but but how can we all individually contribute and that's the kind of the flavor I want to take to it and I really enjoyed seeing the interaction and all that I also um, you know I think it, it also gave us as a as a company some things some votes of confidence of hey these are things that we're doing well and then some things that okay these are some things that people are looking for and I think those are important to know you know it's you know important to keep on doing well what you're doing well 
it's also important to know where there's some opportunity. And so hopefully that was some of the stuff that came through. Yeah, just kind of taking stock of things as they stand. And I think there's always uh, some value to that. Just you know, figuring out where you're missing the mark, where you're hitting. I think that's that's really important for any organization. Um, you know, just for a little bit of context here, the reason that we're talking about uh, core values during a teamwork series uh, is simply because these are like community uh, standards, things that we've agreed upon as agents, uh, as leaders, as every, you know, the home office team. Everyone here has um, kind of signed off on some of these different traits, pardon me, different qualities, and, and things that we want to be known for as an organization. Uh, so I think it's vital if we're going to talk about working together and working as a unit uh, to know what it is that we stand for and to make sure that we're taking stock individually and personally of where we might be falling short or where we might be doing really, really well. So let's go through these uh, one by one, Jeremy. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time on each one, but today um, I just really want to explore these nine uh, established core values through the lens and the idea of teamwork. So for each one, here's what uh, here's what we've decided we're going to do. We're going to um, I want to hear your perspective on every single one of them's implementation, uh, their impact, and the accumulative value. Uh, for our team as a whole. So the very first one is is do the right thing. That's the first one on our website when you go there. I put these in order of the way that you'll see them. Uh, so implementation, impact, and accumulative value of, of do the right thing. So do the right thing. Um, do the right thing You know is important. That can apply to everything from how we individually help our clients, how we individually help um, you know our, our teammates whatever the case is um, but I, I did want to sort of tie it to something uh, just for us to think about about doing the right thing uh, because we also have to look at doing the right thing as it's not just the right thing from our eyes there there are there is the sort of the universal good and then things that we can strive for so people might have noticed and I'll have to describe it for those that haven't seen it on slack I posted in the announcements channel a uh, picture. There are two pictures there. I'm going to talk about the first one now. And uh, it's just a plaque and it says uh, Major General and there's a blank and then um, there's a, a date for I think the birth or something like that. Uh, I'll have to pull it up here. But um, And I asked you what it was. You didn't know and that's that's fine. I didn't intend for you to. <laughs> but uh, so I found that plaque. There's actually at the, the West Point Military Academy for the Army uh, there is a chapel, and in the chapel, they list, they have plaques for all of the generals of the Revolutionary War. So as a memorial and a contribution, or as a memorial to the contributions of the generals, all of the generals in the, the Revolutionary War, they, they have these plaques. Well, that one with the blank is the plaque that they left up for Benedict Arnold, mm -hmm. okay, who gave up West Point to the British. And, and for everyone who failed history class... Who is Benedict Arnold? <laughs> uh, Benedict Arnold was a major general in the Revolutionary War who actually, for a price, I'm not sure what the price was. 30 pieces of silver, if I remember. Could be. Yeah. Uh, sold, uh, basically sold access to West Point to the British, which West Point at that time was not just a, an education place, but it was a, a critical uh, fort strategic at a strategic location for the the Americans in, in the Re Revolutionary War. So... 
in this during the Civil War, the cadets, when chapel was required every day, the cadets at that time would scratch off his name, little by little. And it's a way, I think, for future generations to say, if you don't have integrity, if you're not acting the way you should, we don't care who you are and we don't care where you go because he also scratched off the death. Hmm. So it's just saying, you're you're gone. Right. And um, it's just... It's just interesting. I always have found that one very, you know, so doing the right thing is something always, I know we're going long on this one, but it's, it's something we can do in little ways every day. And, and I think it's, it's very important to realize that everything from asking the proper questions to our clients to, you know, not clean sheeting just to get the sale to, um, you know, taking the time to spend with them to, to talk about what the real needs are and finding the need, it really does permeate through a lot of what we do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I also can't think of a more important one to hit first. Uh, your point about Benedict Arnold and integrity uh, cuts pretty deep. I mean, we're not we're not doing something where the stakes are as high as the Revolutionary War, uh, and hence we don't have plaques in a place like a West Point Chapel. Uh, but every single day, um, we do something different and something unexpected and something kind of special for three to five families who most of the time didn't know that we were even going to be there that day. And the, the legacy and the impact that we leave through our actions and through little choices, they are important. And they do, the, the sum of those decisions and the sum of those actions, I think, speak to who we are and our character. And uh, here at the advanced team, that is a primary value is, uh, you know, we've said this a lot. Uh, Chris said it a lot when I was training and I've heard it a million times since then. But uh, with our agents, they need to be people that we would trust with our own families. Uh, in a commission-based industry, sometimes that's few and far between people that you can trust. Uh, but that is our standard here is if you, Jeremy, were going to sit with my mom or my dad and assist them with final expense plans, uh, would I trust you? And the answer is yes, I'd say. <laughs> Not a little bit relieved, but yeah, so thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing. All right, the next one is hard work. Uh, that's our next core value. So in terms of how it relates to our team, uh, what, what would you like, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, this, I mean, some of these speak for themselves. This is one of them. Um, but at the same time, I think, in feeding some of the other core values like accountability and all that, um, it's also smart work, you know, and and hard work. Um, I once somebody once told me that uh, there's a big difference between effective and efficient. So being efficient is doing things the right way. Okay, great, we can do that. Being effective is doing the right things. Mm -hmm. There's a chasm of difference between those two. For sure. And so. I think it's very important on you know the hard work just a little thing like I know some people struggle I know you or I have never struggled with this <laughs> uh, struggle with getting out before 10 o'clock or getting out before 11 um, some people are still revving up at 1 um, and that's you know that's something that we can all lead by example on not just people that would are considered managers or developers or trainers but you know, we can inspire each other with our, our work. I mean, I love trying to see, uh, I, I don't know if I've hit it yet. I might have, I don't know. I, I've been the first in the day before, I, but I'm really wanting sometime to be the first to post during a week. 
on a Monday. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've done that yet because, uh, you know. That's it's such an interesting metric. I've never even Yeah, considered. you know, I, I think, you know, because, you know, you look at there are really two prime times, right? Uh, there's prime time from about 10 to 1, and then everybody takes naps and sees the doctor. And then the prime time from 5 until, you know, dark do us part. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so it is, uh, you know, the hard work getting out there and, and doing, um, you know, going out early and, and often, I think those are certainly yeah. integral. And there are things that, with all of these, what, what I keep going back to is how can we individually make a difference and or how can we individually live up to this core value or, or ex- exemplify it. And so I think that's that's an important one. One more question on that one. If, uh, if we're being truly honest with ourselves and uh, we know that we're not working maybe as hard as we could. We're not at we're not at capacity. We're not giving it our absolute best. Uh, what is the impact that has on a team? Uh, and then conversely, if we are giving it everything that we have, what is that? What is the accumulative value of that to the team? Well, I think we are inspired. I think we put just as a natural human condition, we tend to uh, be pushed by what we see others do you know, one way or the other, which actually I think, and we didn't talk about this or plan this, but I think this kind of ties a lot with the next core value of voices matter. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so because if you think about it, uh, you know, when we, when I first started looking at voices matter, when I first started here, I thought, oh, that's great. They want to hear my opinion. And, and that's, that's good. And that's true. And there's, that's, that's great. And that's a rare one that you see in companies. And I really do like it. Um, but it, it has, I think, you know, I think there are layers of meaning to it, and so one layer that, that I think ties with the um, with the hard work is that your voice, and if we expand voice to mean your influence, okay, matters. Okay, so your influence matters to other people. You don't have to be given a scepter or title of whatever to 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 have your voice matter. Um, your voice matters by. You posting on Slack, uh, your ups, your downs. Your voice matters by, uh, you know, how you uh, go out and do the hard work. How you're getting out it, trying to get, yeah, trying to beat your previous earliest day or something like that. Kind of letting that hard work be your voice. Yeah, I mean, speaking through your actions. And so we can all do that. It doesn't matter um, if you've been in the, you know, in our system for a month or. You know, five years, you know, your voice can matter. And, it, and additionally, your voice matters in what you say to other people. Um, you know, I just transparency, I need to do better about posting on Slack and, and other people and stuff like that. Um, you know, but I try to I try to speak through my emojis. And so, you know, I, I'll, I'll do those and all. But, um, you know, how you encourage other people, and it doesn't always have to be public, it can be something you do just reaching out individually that can matter as well but your voice matters to other people so I don't want to think about it in terms of you know your voice matters when there are big company decisions and all that it certainly does however individually every day your voice matters to the people around you that's such a great way to put it Jeremy and I appreciate you saying that I think that it's very easy for us to get in our own heads and uh, you know, get self-conscious about, you know, is this really my strong suit and there's enough people that are doing this already and all of that. And uh, we rationalize uh, for whatever reason. I, I couldn't even suggest what the uh, psychological um, 
rationale for that is, but uh, just recognizing the weight and the influence of your words, your actions, and not even even knowing maybe. You might not be able to measure the impact that it had, but pardon me again, um, but having someone you know even across the states uh, that sees or hears something that you do or say uh, could lead them uh, you know into their next house. Uh, it could make a huge difference for people that you might never even meet. And uh, it doesn't have to even be that grandiose or anything like that. I don't, don't want to build it up too much, but I think it is important to kind of get, get past ourselves and take advantage of this culture because not very many cultures, in my experience, really value that voice or really value uh, hard work in terms of how that can impact the team. Uh, the next one's very interesting. Uh, this is also something kind of rare, I think, if you look at different people's core values and different companies' core values. This one is trust positive intentions and move towards positive actions. So with this one, Jeremy, specifically through the lens of a team, uh, what what does this do for us as a, as a group? Well, you know, let's go back to one of the things that we talked about before, and that is, you know, the, the example we keep going back to of the, the getting out early. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, are you getting out early and all that. It's another thing to say, uh, you didn't get out early, you must be slacking. Mm. Right? Uh, but it's a different way to say, what happened? Is everything okay? You're not, there you're trusting that that person maybe got, but what you did know is that, well, their, their wife had to go to the hospital or their, their husband uh, you know, had car trouble and they had to go, we don't, we don't know. And so, um, I think a part of it, yeah, you assume, assume the best, uh, and exemplify the best, you know, let people know that, Hey, I'm, I'm not getting out early today because I have a doctor's appointment or, or I'm not out early today because I'm sideways in my head and I don't want to go mm. because let's be real. It's not always car trouble, and we might say it is, but it's not always car trouble or doctor appointments. Sometimes it's just tough to, you know, you had a, you put up a blank day. I mean, you know, to me, you know, I had a, a big fat blank on Monday this week, and so for me, the the toughest door to knock on is the first one on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, let's let's let the failure continue. That's how you feel, and then turns out my fourth, first door knock yesterday. What is a disaster? But uh, that's okay. It's not my fault it was a disaster. I mean, the guy had filled out the card and everything, and it was a Facebook. It was one of our Facebook ads. And, uh, you know, the guy's on oxygen, no shirt, visible skin cancer, and um, on his chest, and walked around with the oxygen tank, and uh, cussed me out, slammed the door, and said, I don't need any blanking life insurance. <laughs> I'm like, it's possible you do. Did that blank stand for, for life-giving or family-protecting? I'm sure there, there was an <laughs> ING in it, but yeah. I don't think... I'm uh, just trying to read the subtext here. Just, yeah, whatever you think I would need to blank out, I probably am. So, uh, but yeah, so I mean, but still, you know, he doesn't trust... All day long, think about it this way, all day long, people don't trust our positive intentions. You know, are, are, are you scamming? Those cars are just things they, you know, this guy told me this a couple weeks ago. People just send those out to rip off seniors, those cards. 
Like, you know, and then, you know, the, also a few days ago, a guy knocked on the door. I said, we got this card. He goes, nope, nope. I just said, what, we didn't get this card? <laughs> uh, I didn't know what he was saying no to. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, all day long people don't trust our, our mm-hmm. intentions. So it can be kind of good that we create a safe space for each other. Yeah, I really love what you pointed out. I haven't even given this too much thought. Um, that's why I just really appreciate the way that you see things, uh, Jeremy. You see things differently than a lot of people that I know. And I mean that in the best way possible. But there's you know, two things you focused on here. One is um, to be trusting of people who uh, communicate with you or want, uh, want to help you maybe. Um, and that's kind of, uh, kind of the face value of this, of this one. But the other side of that same coin is to um, to be trustworthy and to be transparent and to let people know uh, that you want to move towards those positive actions. And uh, that twofold combination of this really important core value, I think, gives us some very practical insight into uh, the type of agency that we are and, and how we want to be difference makers. Um, you could probably talk about this one the rest of the day. I think this is one of my favorite things that encapsulates our culture here. Uh, but it is so important when we relate as a team, whether it's to our leaders, whether it's to our, our peers, whether it's new agents, uh, Rose, Maddie, Austin, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're all in this together and we all are on the same team. And there's no need to be defensive. Uh, there's no need to let emotions take over or previous baggage. Uh, and last week's call that Tim did with Hayden and Josh, I think, really put that in perspective as far as uh, buying into the culture and trusting the people that are in the trenches with you. Uh, the next one, Jeremy, is to be the best. This one might speak for itself a little bit, but I still want to hear what you're thinking. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so does that mean work harder than everybody else? Does that mean, I think it means a lot of things. To me, what I think, where I think I see that the the main implication of this on a daily basis and on an individual basis is how well we know in comparison to other people in the industry, how well we know our business. An example, I saw a, uh, you know, I'm on a, I think you are too, a Facebook group mm-hmm. about, and I saw, and so people are posting on there and they're like posting like what we would consider very novice type questions okay this this guy posted there the other day and I don't I don't know him from Adam's house cat but you know just a guy and he said he said I'm really stuck with this client uh, they're uh, 62 insulin dependent diabetic is there anything other than guaranteed issue for them mm. <laughs> and I'm just I'm like I, I made a face, a funny face, and you all can't see that on the podcast. But um, it's like, you know, we we look at that and we're like, are you for real right now? Yeah, it's I mean, every other home. Uh, yeah, it's every other home, and you're writing a whole lot of guaranteed issue if that's what you think, you know, take. And so, because um, I'm thinking, well, yeah, and literally anybody will take that, you know, because there's no complications. It was, it was like, oh, my gosh, and it was diabetes after 50. So we look at that and we're like, but but we are a little bit different because we spend, I think, some quality time with people on some areas of, you know, you know, like finding need. I also see on that that, you know, people, agents will say, uh, I need, this person wants 200000 in whole life coverage. What can I do for them? And I'm like, uh, you can pray because they're very, <laughs> I mean, they're 
doing very well if they can afford that, but then we want to spend $50 a month. Well, we talk a lot about getting to know the client and then setting expectations with the client. Um, not everybody does that. So I think there's things that we do and that we do every day individually that we are trained to do that that really help us be the best. And, and I'm not saying, I don't think it's an internal competition among each other to be the best because I can I could celebrate uh, Jimmy uh, selling you know 14,000 yesterday um, <laughs> and I could celebrate you know myself doing 2,000 or whatever it is or 200 some days you know um, we can we can celebrate all of that we're not we're not going after the same client so it's not like we're uh, I don't need somebody to, to fail so I can succeed. And so being the best, I think, really, I think, encapsulates so many aspects of what we do. And that's why when we did that, that session at the, uh, at the conference, we didn't have one for Be the Best because all of these relate to being the best. When you look at these core values on a grid, Be the Best is in the middle. Yeah. And you could think of it as having a spider web and tentacles and all that. So it's, it, it all, uh, I think, relates to being the best, and a lot of these play into it. Sure. Yeah, taking advantage of the resources, the product lines, the training, the availability of people who will mentor you and answer your questions and uh, help you to be the very best that you can uh, is important. And, and recognizing that opportunity that we have every single day, I think, can get us out of our own heads sometimes because our, we're focused on ourselves and our bank accounts and our problems and our feelings. And that's totally normal. You're allowed to have all of those things in your mind, but uh, it can impact the ability that you have to be the best uh, with your clients when your focus is on yourself. And so uh, just leaning in and being aware of all those resources, uh, I think, really set us apart in this industry. Um, and I've been around long enough to, to see that uh, personally. And like you talked about in that Facebook group, um, we really do strive to be the best. Um, let's move on. I do want to hear more about the team aspect. And this one, I think, really hits that very well because it's uh, play together. Uh, if I remember right, was this one of the ones uh, at our conference, Jeremy, that people were saying that uh, we were we were falling short of where they wanted it to be. Uh, if you could address that, I'd love to hear your thoughts and also just what is it that we can do um, as a team and as individuals uh, to really live this core value out, and what's the impact it can have us on our organization? Well, I think, it, and this one's a tough one. When you look at the folks who identified why the, where this was a shortfall, and this is one where there's no easy solution to. Let's just be honest about that. They were people that don't live in Louisville. Oh yeah, yeah. and so, and and that's sort of it was a little bit expected. Sure, you know. But then you look at places where we have one or two people in an entire state, or we have several people in one state, but they live, you know, two days drive, like in Texas. You know, they and you can have several people in Texas, but well, whoop de do, they still live, <laughs> you know, six hours away, and that's not just because you have a bad truck, right? It's it's they live six hours away. <laughs> And, um, you know, so it can be difficult, but I do think there are ways uh, to do that. I mean, maybe it's just something simple as not all of your contact with people has to be about work. What are you doing for fun? You yeah. know, what are, and, and so you can live sort of vicariously through your teammates that aren't nearby physically, right. but they're still. Um, I have a good 
yeah. I have a good example of that. I uh, I used to have this game on my phone. I don't know if I still do, but it was weird. It was played through your um, through your text message uh, function on your phone. So I don't know if they call that an app or what, but uh, you could play these games, and it had like uh, I don't know. Not like Tetris, but just little silly games like that. And there were a bunch of them. Um, like, what's what's the game? Battleship. They had games yeah, like Battleship. You're thinking of a Play-Doh. Yeah, and uh, I know my, my son uses that. But yeah, it's a good. That's a great example. Yeah, uh, I used to play that uh, with Farley Baggett, who, who's no longer with our organization. But uh, anyone who knows Farley knows that he's a goofball and has a great sense of humor, and he's uh, he's a fun guy to be around. He loves the games, and he loves the games. Uh, yeah, and so uh, you know we would uh, take little you know two three minute four minute breaks throughout the day and just play a couple moves, and then and then go on to the next house. And that was kind of a fun way to stay connected, even though he was in Louisville. We were working in different parts of the state right i mean and that's the thing it's people you know even though we all work in louisville i think the reason the play together is a little easier for us to those that live in louisville to do is because you know all agents meetings we you know kind of there's some camaraderie there uh this may be different a different experience than people who are you know on their own in in a state but uh but it's not always easy because let's face it we're we're rarely in the same county you know we might be and even if we are the same, it might, might not be the same community. I've only ever, I think twice, have accidentally run into agents out in the field, even when we work in the same county. It's just mm-hmm. not, so you don't always do that, you know. Yeah. And one of them I saw was, uh, uh, you know, I saw Lamont one day. He was, uh, I was having a day off, I was doing something with my wife, and we just stopped at the same gas station. You know, you <laughs> talk for a little bit. So, you, you know, it, it's, uh, but I think, this you one can't might get creative with it for yeah. certain. This one might take a little bit more intentionality and creativity, uh, but obviously it brings us together. You know, the one of the biggest um, points of feedback that I heard that we had from the conference was just the ability to connect mm-hmm. with people that we we see their names, we see their emojis on Slack, we see their numbers on the leaderboard, uh, but we don't have a lot of context or. Um, idea of what what gets that person going and what they enjoy and and there's so many things we probably have in common and even things that were different but that we can enjoy and respect about each other so uh, this one this one is I think so important because you know life can't just all be about work it just simply can't yeah. uh, the next one this is a tough one this is accountability uh, this is this is a four letter word to some people. And uh, when you hear an organization prioritizes accountability, um, it might translate in your mind to being a thumb over you, um, or that's, I guess, a pretty negative spin on it. But I want to address it because as a team, um, implementing this and uh, the way that we either take advantage of it or um, shy away from it, it's going to impact the people around us, and I'd like to hear why. So uh, accountability... Uh, can have a lot of th- it can be as simple as you texting an accountability buddy and say hey I'm going out now I'm leaving the house I'm getting to my first knock, door knock whatever so that you have some accountability about when you're actually getting out in the field something like that but I sent two pictures this morning on slack one was of the Benedict Arnold uh, plaque the other one was a list of core values and the core values on there are respect integrity communication and excellence and I don't think any of us could argue with those core values I mean they could I could see how any of those could easily fit into R9 or R9 could easily fit into those so uh, 
so there's nothing wrong with those core values. I will, however, argue that the implementation did not have accountability because how much did the core values of this company that had those four core values, how much did it influence their day-to-day operations? And I would say very little. These are, and I had to ask you because you're <laughs> quite a bit younger. You're like, you know, quite a bit younger than me. And so I had to ask you if this made any sense to you, and you, you, it, it did, so I'll just say it. But um, uh, those are Enron's core values uh, of respect, integrity, communication, excellence. And those of you who might be on the younger side, uh, Enron was a company that uh, when the stock market crashed uh, two times ago in the 90s, uh, they there were executives put in jail for you know insider trading, for uh, fraud, you know, with their stockholders, um, it was a huge mess. They're actually now, uh, you know, there are they're an example in business textbooks about um, corporate greed and corporate uh, fraud, and you know how how that executives can go to jail if they don't do the right thing and all that. So, um, but there have been papers and written on them that say that really the issue was the core values were never anything that anybody really knew yeah so there was no accountability there was no accountability to accountability to you know we're communicating well the insider training would say or the the fraud would say communication wasn't done well um integrity goes without saying so there are ways that uh, i think the accountability can play into everything we do that can help us guide so whether it's being personally accountable to somebody else being accountable to uh, the company uh, you know roger sent out a, a communication this week about our uh, our leads and some changes there and uh, I th- you talk about integrity move just having a laying it all out that this is you know this is what we're doing and and why but um, there is a, an accountability we need to have to the company because it's not just we're not just getting leads that right. you know just come free you know flying on ferries wings uh, the they, way I took, they cost money. And the way I took that was Roger being accountable to us yeah, as, a, as agents and letting us, you know, peek behind the curtain a little bit to see what the, what the reason he was. He could have very easily just said, this is the change, suck it up, buttercup, you know, <laughs> and he didn't. And that, that's an integrity move. So, yeah. uh, you know, but, but that also shows that we have a responsibility to each other and to the company to to do all these other core values, to work hard and to, to have some accountability to each other. So let me ask you this, Jeremy, before we move on. What does it do when we are authentically accountable to someone or to um, something? Uh, what does that do for the person next to you? I think it can, I think it can, re- can relate back to Voices Matter. Our, our uh, integrity of intention can... Um, uh, can play into that and be an accountability, but I think accountability can feed into itself too, where they're seeing my actions. I know they're seeing my actions, so I need, I'm accountable, even if it's an unspoken accountability. Um, you know, I'm accountable to them. I'm also accountable to myself to keep on doing the right thing. It's not just a, a one-time thing. It's an integrity thing that we have to do each and every day, and, and that's one of the many ways we can inspire each other. Good stuff, man. Uh, what about reward hard work? That's what we have next on our list. That's that could be a tough one. I mean, because again, if you're not, uh, you know, a lot of times we think reward hard work is just uh, okay. I worked hard, cut a check. You know, and that's hard work. But it's not always that way. I mean, we can, with an integrity move. I want to be careful about how I say this. 
we can reward hard work in ourselves. You know, I think, you know, so because the question that keeps coming back to, to on this is how can we individually be responsible for these core values? And I think rewarding hard work is one where there is individuality. Um, we can work hard uh, four or five days a week to have two blissful, two or three blissful days off. That's a way to reward hard work for me. Uh, I think we can reward hard work by, um, you know, giving each other incentives, you know, especially if you're a, a leader. Um, you know, there can be, but in, incentivizing the right things, you know. Uh, you know, send me a text from your first door and uh, with a picture of your first door, yeah. uh, you know, every day at 9.30, I'll give you 20 bucks. I mean, that... Those kind are of focusing some, on the process more than the results. It, it can be, yeah, yeah. because I think uh, um, we, there are things we can do to control our results, but sometimes we just get people that are on oxygen that don't need life insurance. Mm -hmm. And we can't do anything about their bad day. Right. Um, but... That being said, we're also um, also find the that the hardest working people tend to be the luckiest. Yeah, you know I think that there's um, something to be said for this. You know I feel like when you hear reward hard work, you're grateful to be part of a company that prioritizes that. But like you're saying on an individual level, we may not feel like we have much control over that. We we don't really uh, control the incentives that are given. We don't necessarily control. Uh, what our compensation grid is, uh, you know, our summit awards, you know, they're there. It's like a, a ladder with the rungs and you can climb up them. It's already established and it's clear. Uh, but I think that this ties so well into accountability because when we're accountable to our neighbor, when we're accountable to our team, uh, not just the advanced team as a whole, but our, our smaller uh, teams like um, Resilient and True Grit, the away team, your unnamed team, Jeremy, um, all of that, like we can reward each other for our hard work uh, when we are accountable and when we are transparent about our goals and what it is we want to accomplish. Uh, you know, I can only speak to our Slack channel with the away team, but we're um, we have a collective goal, and the mindset behind it is that if someone's going to come short of where they've committed to help us reach that goal together, uh, then the rest of us are going to chip in and try to write a few extra apps to try to make up for it. And um, you know, when people hit their goals, there's an opportunity there for us to praise and to uh, reward, high five people that have gone out there and, and done good things. So uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be cutting the check, like you said. Yeah. Uh, the last one here, look beyond ourselves. I mean, this is such a, uh, I mean, I could see so many um, kind of manifestations of this on an individual level and as a team level. And I know that this one is pretty near and dear to your heart, Jeremy, so I'll let you take it over. But what uh, what is this one? What's the impact um, that implementing this has on our team? Well, I think it's one of the things that sets us apart. I, I love Tracy's uh, post uh, yesterday or Monday the 14th, I should say, for those listening on delay. Um, I guess you can cut that and cut that out in rehearsal, right? Because yep. we're just rehearsing now. Right. Okay, good. Yep, sure. So in the, yeah, so the final one. But Tracy had a great post about all the severity put into helping somebody that doesn't always result in a sale. And I think we've, I've heard many stories of us people doing something like that. I've heard, you know, Bart says after he makes a, a sale, he asks him if they have any light bulbs that need changing. 
well, he doesn't get paid commission on light bulbs unless Roger's getting some incentive to him that, <laughs> that I don't know about. Um, you know, but that's looking beyond himself. You know, I had a family I helped last week. I was able to get, or a couple weeks ago, I was able to get a policy uh, on one of them. But I spent, I spent literally 15 minutes on her application and policy and four hours and 15 minutes helping him with his retirement uh, and the whole time I'm thinking I'm not going to get anything here because she doesn't need it they have it but they switched over just because I'd helped them with this other thing you know and I mean you know you have stories like that uh, but this guy needed help he had he was had a congestive heart failure his best hope for getting coverage was uh, to get this plan through work his retirement plan and they had a decent one set up and and so I was on hold and on the phone with his company for an hour they were not easy and I do not like long phone things so it was it was tough but um, but that's you know that's an example and I, and I hate to be the hero bone story but that's an example that that I've seen other people do yeah you know if I had if I had never seen somebody else in this company go and buy groceries for a new client or a client that they didn't get a sale from I would never I might not have ever thought to do it yeah, I mean, never say never, but but I've seen those things. We've all seen people do things that are beyond themselves, uh, and I th- you know I think it inspires. So I think there are ways that we do that uh, as an individual. You know, giving somebody advice or giving you know helping them with you know you go on the help channel and helping them with underwriting or uh, you know payment issues or whatever it is. Uh, those are all things that none of us get paid for that right that's all kind of looking beyond ourselves so i think there are things individually we can all do every day to look beyond ourselves whether it's helping each other or helping clients when we have that mentality and that approach to what we do um, and we're looking for opportunities to look beyond ourselves what does that do for us as a company i think it helps us live up to the our uh our goal of being difference makers you know i always tell people and i can say this with a with an a heart of integrity when I sit with clients I say our goal as a company is to improve people's situation sometimes that means we're on an hour phone call with some Ford whatever trying to figure out their with HR trying to figure out their life insurance sometimes that means changing a light bulb uh, sometimes that means saying oh no you've got a good plan I'm glad you do and I hope you can rest easy tonight because they just didn't know what they had and you find out that they're okay that those are all things that make a difference and sometimes it also means it'll make a difference by now they can sleep at night because we were able to help them in the policy that's not guaranteed issue that that is the right thing for them and, and meets their need it doesn't just it doesn't just check off a box of a five thousand uh, dollar thing it, it meets their need and that's why it's seven thousand or or that's why instead of ten thousand it's only seven thousand because we were finding the need and, and we're doing that and that's how we're condition that's what we do right it's really inspiring when you put it that way jeremy and i just kind of want to wrap up with this final question we've been hitting on this uh a little bit as we've gone through the list but uh if we wanted to zoom out a little bit from a ten thousand foot view what are some just practical ideas and some things that our agents can do today after hearing this call uh things they can do to promote these values in as an individual and then the second part of that question is when they when they do that as an individual what is that going to do for us as a team 
I think it only makes us stronger. I think all of these core values are ones that, uh, if implemented, work to make us better at what we do. Um, whether or not there's something we're really good at doing or things that, oh, I've really got an opportunity there I can do better with. Um, and so I think individually there are things we can do, whether or not it's a, for me it's a text. I, I text like it's my job. That's my fair way to communicate. Uh, for some people they prefer phone calls. Uh, but whether it's reaching out to somebody uh, on your team or on a different team or just somebody you know is having a rough time, uh, you know, then I think that's something we can do. And it could be that you're reaching out to have fun. You're rewarding hard work. It could be that you're holding them accountable. It could be that you're uh, helping them with underwriting so they can be the best. There are any number of ways that the reason you might reach out, it's not just accountability or it's not just help or inspiration. I think all these core values can be assisted with a little bit of little bit of reaching out. Yeah, you maybe don't even have to have an agenda. You know, when we knock on somebody's door, we don't know what we're walking into. We don't know what our job description is going to be in that sit because it could be any one of a thousand different things. Uh, but yeah, uh, for folks that you haven't heard from in a while, maybe that's what that's what it takes to reach out for someone who um, maybe doesn't belong to a team, uh, you know, and just needs a little bit of encouragement or needs someone to know that you're thinking about them. Uh, and then, you know, maybe there are other opportunities when we're in person, but just realize that the things that we decide and the things that we do, the actions that we take on a daily basis, uh, we represent this team. We represent the advanced team. And these core values define who we want to be. And uh, I think that when we take them all seriously and we live them out to the best that we can and we really take inventory of where we measure up, are we really trying to be the best? Are we really working hard? Uh, Do we actually trust positive intentions? Uh, When we can be honest with ourselves, it does open up the door uh, for us to grow together. And I think realizing that when we grow as individuals, the team gets better. And I think that that's the main the main takeaway for me with this series and with this call. Uh, any final thoughts from you, Jeremy? Uh, not really. I think the the main thing is just to not wait for someone else to live out the core values. What can you personally do today to live them out or to, to make us as a company do better? You can't wait for other people to do everything. Yeah, you're right. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for your time and your insights. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for tuning into this series. It's been a fun one. Uh, Quick plug, uh, shameless plug. Next week, we are launching a new series. And I think it may be the series that I have been most excited to do ever in the history of improving your game. So more on that to come, but you're definitely going to want to make sure uh, you are ready to tune in live starting next week for our series. Uh, But now it is time to go. Thanks for being here, everybody. Let's go be difference makers and leave everything and everyone better than when we found them. Have a good week.